When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's late in the afternoon in the Big A and we have a big evening of entertainment coming to you from Atlanta. It's been a hot day, but the night should provide some extra sizzle. Yes, it's a double header and it is a couple of the most entertaining players that we have out on tour. I love JJ Wolf, but Gael Monfils is in town up against the Nazi Kokonakis. Jason Jung takes on the American. Here's what's also coming up. On the show, we've got a couple of US Open champions hitting the court today in the hopes of climbing back up the rankings and returning to championship form. This team sensation is getting in her final swings on clay this week before heading to the US for the summer hard courts. And we've got the incredible backstory of Jimmy Connors' most recent sporting achievement. And trust us, it's going to blow your mind. Welcome to TC Live Studios and a big warm welcome to Monica Puig, the Olympic gold medalist and the second most recognisable face in the world since the release of Barbie last week. It's Prakash Wardrop. <laughs> I see Wardrop. what you did, Pitch. I see what you did. Listen, that's how we start a show. No idea. Is, Look. It, is it Prakash or is it Ken? <laughs> oh, you know, see, they didn't have a Ken like me in the movie. They should have thrown a Ken like this in the well, movie. Let, let's talk to the Barbie you know, team to have them make an... Barbie of you, I like a Ken doll. I tell you what, the, the, the box office, they don't do give it. Monica, don't give him ideas. Don't give him <laughs> ideas. We, I wanted to give him the big sell, but let's not get overboard. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be doing a sequel to that thing for sure. But listen, we got to show a lot of love because, Patch, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this your first time hosting TC Live? It is, and both your agents should have done a little bit more homework before they put you in here with me. As for what we have coming up, we've got Gail Monfils back on the courts. And, of course, Prakash, you were there. This is the first yep. time he's back on a competitive court since that mammoth evening at the French Open. Well, it was such a special moment there. And, and look, all of us felt for him. We all love this guy so much on both tours. And he's just meant so much to the game over the last 15 years. It just shows such a shame his body hasn't been able to cooperate. But he seems to be doing good, played a little bit of tennis this weekend, excited the L.A. crowd. So I'm hoping he strings some things together this summer. Absolutely. I mean, he's definitely going to take that momentum that he had coming here in L.A., playing some matches, getting some court time, and really looking to make a big impact coming into the U.S. Open swing. But, you know, he's a guy that everybody wants to root for. He has the personality that everybody wishes they had. I mean, even you, Prakash. Honestly, like, I, I, listen, I put him, like, let, here. Not too, many, <laughs> not too many people have said you're a diluted version of Gail Monfils, but that's what we're saying. I don't have those moves either. <laughs> well, we're going to move. We're going to move to the beautiful coastal town in Croatia of Umag. And one of those two U.S. Open champions trying to rediscover their form was Dominic Team, Prakash. 
Well, listen, this is exactly where he wants to be. He's been finding some form this year, mostly on the clay, moving well here, showing some nice feel up the line. Did a good job in this first set, taking care of his serve. Actually served exceptionally well all the way through, saved six of the break points that he faced, 100%, didn't lose serve the entire match, but on those big moments, was able to get those first serves in. And look, the big key when I'm looking at Dominique Thiem playing on clay, we all know he's going to be striking that backhand well, but it's how well is he hitting that forehand, how well is he moving. You see here, again, moving nicely, showing some good feel there. Magnus had a chance to be able to get up 6-5 there, but Team hung in there, earned himself a break point, and again, hitting that heavy forehand, giving himself the opportunity to try to finish the point, popping up the error there from Magnus. And again, does a very good job in the big moments, finding big first serves and being able to close things up. Yeah, you just wonder whether just at some point in the next couple of weeks things are going to click nicely for him. Moving, obviously, is one of the things that's been tough for Marin Cilic. He hasn't played competitively for 201 days, Monica, and the knee has been a big problem. Yeah, and it's always tough when a player is coming back from an injury to find that rhythm. Tennis changes so much in month to month, day to day. So, I mean, coming back from an injury, playing in his home country, you know that he has to be feeling the weight of that entire moment. And for Koboli, his dad actually had his best ATP appearance at this same tournament in 1998, where he qualified and made the second round. And the youngster of 21 years old definitely played fearless tennis. He didn't really care about who was on the other side of the court, whether it was a Grand Slam champion or not. He held his own throughout the whole match. There was a little bit of a rain delay, a little bit of an interruption, but I am really impressed with the composure because let's say what it is. Marin Cilic is not the Marin Cilic of when he won the U.S. Open, but you still have to beat the guy, and that's exactly what this kid came out here to do today. And, I mean, finished the job in straight sets and went home with a really nice win equals his dad's best result at this tournament, so let's see if he can do one better. I'm just sitting here feeling as though Apple missed a trick. Instead of Hey Siri, it should have been Hey Monica. <laughs> I gotta do my homework. You guys look at all the writing on your papers. Yeah, but somebody wrote this for me. That's the big difference. <laughs> somebody wrote this graphic for me as well, as you can see. Being, uh, the recent layoffs, probably the biggest thing there. Seven months for Marin Chilich. She was uh, at a few sort of moments where it looked like he was coming back. Unfortunately, he was unable to until this week, but uh, he's still got the passion. He's talked about that. Nine months off for Dominic Team with that wrist injury, of course. Did didn't have to have the surgery, so that was a huge part of it. But Prakash, we know about injuries, particularly wrist injuries, and how difficult they can be. Is there any chance? Oh, so Riley was hitting the other day as well on Instagram. He's making his way back after a double wrist surgery as well for him. It, it's never going to be easy. No, it, it's not. And one of the things with the wrist injury is I, I, I had a wrist surgery on my left wrist, even though I'm right-handed because of that two-handed backhand. When you're coming back from it, the trickiest part is being able to sort of get over it in your head. It might all be healed up, and you might be able to actually swing through the ball, but to be free enough to kind of let the wrist go, get that little extra snap that you're used to when you're playing at your highest level, that's what takes a little bit of time, and it's usually mental. Seems like Dominic is doing a great job being able to find his way back, but again, just, just not easy. Monica, you talked about how much tennis changes and how quickly it changes. What do you think's changed for someone like Marin as he comes back at this stage? I mean, at this point in time, he's facing a different generation than when he was playing before the 
kids are hitting harder, they're younger, they're physically more fit. And I feel like tennis just, it, it, it keeps evolving as you keep going on. I was coming back from an injury and I definitely noticed it. And playing practice matches and playing, you know, practice uh, sets and things, it's not the same as when you step on a match court and things definitely feel a lot quicker when you come back to play. So, I mean, it's going to take some time. Obviously, he's 34 years old, so doesn't have a lot of time left, but hopefully he can take care of himself enough to, you know, come back and find some good tennis form. Yeah, we wish both of those two players well. They've given us a lot of fun over the years. We're going to do a complete 360. We're going to go back to where we just left because the ladies are in Hamburg as, as well as are the men. And, of course, in a city that uh, has seen Richard Gasquet in the past produce some beautiful tennis, taking on Daniel Altmaier. Two one-handers out there playing off against each other. And this is what it looks like at the moment on the ATP Tour with the one-hander. Sitipas leads it at number five in the world. Is it a functionally extinct shot? We're going to chat about that a little bit. Chris Eubanks at 38 in the world right now. Prakash, this is always going to be a difficult one for Gasquet. It certainly is. I mean, look, it was a treat for us getting to see both of these one-handers out there. Some brilliant shots on both flanks. But Altmaier, he's been doing it on both sides. The backhand, the forehand. He had a spectacular run in Madrid earlier this year. He shines on the clay, moves around the court well, and he's just a really built guy. So he's able to get a lot of pace and heaviness behind all those shots. Was able to take that first set 7-5. Again, a guy who returned really, really well today. Created 16 breakpoint opportunities for himself. Was only able to convert six of them. Does a nice job coming back here in the second set. Gasquet threatening, trying to push this thing into three, but it was all Altmaier. Did a really good job. You can get a good look at that beautiful one-hander there. Can go just about any direction with it. Again, dipping it down at Gasquet's feet. Getting the job done. Yeah, it's been a breakout season for the German. He's had a lot of injury troubles over the years. At uh, another successful first-round hurdle cleared for him. It wasn't a successful time in Budapest last week for Bernarda Perez. She was the champion in Hamburg. She was also the champion in Budapest as well as she got red hot in Europe last year. But it was always going to be interesting to see how she tried to back up that success, Monica. Well, that's always the question, isn't it? When you have a really good year like Bernarda Perez had, winning 16 matches in a row last year at this time, coming back to defend, it's not that easy. And in Budapest, she had a really tough time. So that's probably playing a factor in her head. She came out in this first set playing some really great tennis, dominating really with her backhand. Physically, she's one of the fittest players on tour, has been known to play some really long marathon matches and get through them. And she really hung tough in this first set today. Had a little bit of a hiccup in the second set, but was able to come back in the third. And that's exactly what she needs. She needs that good tennis. She needs to continue to use that backhand to dominate on the court. Playing a lefty is also something that's not very common, so she has that working to her advantage. But again, 56 in the world now after not defending those points in Budapest. She comes out with the win here in Hamburg. Hopefully she can defend those points and not really take that big hit in the rankings, which, you know, could mentally affect a player big time. Still in the top 10 in terms of American female players inside the world's top 100. A quick mention for Kayla Day, of course, that's just broken into the world's top 100. That was a, a fantastic effort from Kayla. Good win last week. But expectations change, Prakash, at the end. Of the, you know, that's what's changed, obviously, for somebody like Bernetta. How, how difficult is that? You're suddenly 27. You suddenly think, well, I should be a top 20 player. Yeah. Next stop maybe is a top 10. 
Well, listen, you, you have a lot more maturity at this stage in your career and being able to put up the results that you had last year. She certainly starts to be able to add that belief. But as you talked about, Monica, 56, losing a few points here, there's a different kind of pressure that you have to be able to play with to give yourself a good shot during the U.S. summer hardcore swing. I think for her, she's really just got to be able to take it one match at a time. She's got a tough one next round against Kaya Kanepi, who's, who's had wins against just about everyone out there. And there's not much more you can do on that. When you start thinking about, oh, I have been as high as top 30 in the world, I have a ton of points to defend. That's when things can go completely awry. So she's on her best surface. She is one of the favorites there to be able to grab this title, take it one match at a time, and let the tennis do the talking. Monica, not everybody can be top ten. Does Bernada Pera have a game that can take her to the top ten? Well, again, I think she's a left-handed player. It's something that you don't really see a lot on the tour, and it can really interrupt the rhythm of a lot of right-handed players. I certainly struggled with it. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things in tennis now that are starting to regulate and starting to find their way, especially with the top two or three players being as consistent as they're being. I, maybe the window is a little bit smaller, but, I mean, it's tennis. It's women's tennis. It's very unpredictable. Anything can happen, and it's anybody's game if they're feeling up to it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how she can continue through this draw this week in Hamburg. One of the breakout stars of the season will be talked about on TC Live just after this. It will be uh, Andreva, uh, Mira Andreva, and of course, wedding bells were ringing over the weekend for this two-time Wimbledon champ. Details and the photo a little later on in the show. Reminder, we have a huge night for you on uh, Tennis Channel. We've got Gail Monfils up against Sanase Kokonakis. It's the second meeting between those two. Monfils won in Adelaide. That's the hometown of Kokonakis. He'll be looking the Australian for a little bit of revenge. And then Jason Jung taking on JJ Wall from the Atlantic Station. As we whisk you to Atlanta, and Prakash will take you through Lloyd Harris's match with James Duckworth. Well, Lloyd Harris on the comeback trail, been playing a bunch of challengers this year, trying to work his way back to the sensational tennis he was playing a couple of years ago. U.S. summer hardcore swing, very special for him. Had a win over Rafael Nadal not too long ago in Washington, D.C., but gets off to a rough start here. James Duckworth, tough competitor, especially in those hot conditions. He doesn't mind sweating it out out there. Duckworth takes the first set 6-3, but Harris started getting it together. Won that sec second set 6-3, third set. Early break, and he served exceptionally well all the way through. 82% first serves one. 18, count them, 18 aces from the big man. And love to see it when he's coming into the net. One of the players on two who's very capable up there, knows how to cover, technically very sound as well. Important win for him. Yeah, a big one for him as we take you over to Lucerne perched on Lake Geneva. And it is Mira Andreva, and it was a quick one. I mean, the 16-year-old has given everybody in the tennis world a lot to talk about. And taking on Yastremska, who's a very tricky player. Yastremska is a player that really likes to hit through the court, doesn't give you a lot of rhythm, has a lot of power. But Andreva seen completely unbothered by that. We've seen how she likes to mix it up there with a the slice. She's very good on defense. 6-0 in that first set. She looks almost fearless every single time that she hits the court. She's 16 years old, obviously. She doesn't have a lot to lose at this point. Nostromska has been trying to fight her way back from a, lot, a couple of tough situations, especially what's going on in her country. It's affected her greatly, being separated from her parents for a very, very long time when the war did break out. But Andreva taking this match 0-2 and 
since I heard her name for the first time, I have been keeping my eye on her because she has earned my respect. She's earned the respect of the tennis community, and she's been doing some really great things. Let's just uh, walk through that rocket of a rise, Bakash. Yeah, I mean, look, April 10, 312 in the world. She sat at our Tennis Channel desk after that fourth-round appearance in Madrid where I couldn't tell if she was better on the court or she was better off the court. She was so charming, won fans absolutely everywhere. Third-round showing in Roland Garros, kept it going at Wimbledon, and now all the way up to 60 in the world. Is that right? Was that April 10th this year? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Goodness! And not only is she a fabulous player, but she's wonderful to listen to as well. I'm really happy with my win today. I uh, showed some great level, I think. We have to ask my coach after. But um, I just try to play as I play. I just try to play my game. I just try to not to think about something else but uh, the match. So I'm just playing every point as the first one, and I'm just trying to win as many points as I can. Uh, this is the social net, what's been going on around the world. And, of course, this has been the big one, obviously. It's Petra Kvitova, and she announced her marriage to Yuji Fanek up in the Bohemian Highlands in the Czech Republic and uh, wishing them all the best. They are a, a wonderful couple, Monica. Yeah, she has a, definitely a smile that can light up the room, and it's so good to see her happy. I mean, her and her coach, they've been you know, together for quite some time, having a lot of success on the court and, you know, the best of them off the court. I mean, this is just so beautiful to see. I and mean, when you get together with your life partner, I mean, the thing that you want the most is understanding, right? And I mean, he's been coaching her for the last seven years, been with her through the dark times, the good times, victories, losses. So it seems like taking that understanding into this marriage seems like a dream situation. Beautiful. You, beautiful. Oh, come on. I mean, you both have seven years and you've been a coach and a player as well in this sport as well. It's got to be right, right? <laughs> if you stay together <laughs> through that. Miles, it's definitely right. Through those seven years, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Monica, you're newlywed. Got any advice for the happy couple? Just keep smiling. Just keep smiling. I mean, it, it, it's just have fun. I think that's the best thing. You know, never let that dynamic change. And I, hey, if they can make it work doing their job on the tennis court and then, you know, turning the page off the court, they're doing something right. Come on. Someone else is doing something right, but not on a tennis score, on the links, on the golf links as well, is eight-time major champion Jimmy Connors. Prakash, talk to me about this greatness. Uh, let me just clarify this for you, Pet. That's not hole number 14 no. at his local golf course. That is his 14th hole-in-one. Now, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of perspective here. Jack Nicholas, 21 hole-in-ones. Tiger Woods, 20. Gary Player, 36. Jimmy Connors, he's, he's right around there. And these are some of the greatest golfers we've ever seen in the history of sport. Bananas. I mean, he needs to teach me how not to whiff the golf ball. I mean, because <laughs> then then we'll be talking about something. But, yeah, that, that is unheard of. By the way, Patch, no surprise. He hits, uh, he hits that golf ball just like he does that beautiful back end of his. He hits it the opposite way. So he doesn't play like a lefty. He plays, uh, he plays like a righty. And not only that, he keeps his uh, special ball that he got the hole-in-one in a very special trophy. Uh, and he's going to have to get a slightly bigger trophy as well, the amount they're racking up in there. Wow. I'm going to check this thing out. I, I, I bet you he's more proud of these than some of his, some of his U.S. Open trophies, some well, of his Wimbledon trophies. And the good news for me is that I haven't had a hole-in-one, and that would be a problem because I haven't got a trophy to actually put it in, even if I had one. Prakash, how many have you got? How many hole-in-ones have you had? I, I, I've got Bubkiss, but look, I'm not a good golfer. I, I will tell you who is a fantastic golfer is our boy, 
Brett Connors, Jimmy's son. Now he hits a clean ball. Now I want to see his, you know, little bucket with a bunch of hole in one balls out there. Brett plays too good golf to not have a bunch of hole in ones. Come on, Brett. <laughs> and Monica, are you a golfer? I know you're doing triathlons these days. I mean, I'm good at top golf. I always win at top golf, but when it comes to actual golf, that's another story. And <laughs> Away from the golf course, we have Tuesday schedule for you on Tennis Channel. That is what's coming up. 5 a.m. really, everything uh, is underway. The ATP WTA event in Hamburg. We got Lausanne, we got Warsaw, where Igor Svontek is the top seed there. Umag, where the men are playing. As you can see there, that is what you have. We still have much more to come here on TC Live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, we can't get enough of Mira Andreva and Monica. This was another gem from her. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when your opponent comes to net and hits a shot like that, but then the flick of the wrist, lob right over Yastrzemska's head, and I mean, is there anything that she can't do, Prakash? Looking, looking a little bit like her idol, Andy Murray. On I mean, that little dip lob. She, I mean, she loves him. She's been looking at all his matches. She's been, you know, she just needs to talk to him. <laughs> She's got to say hi. One of these tournaments. We're waiting. He's not as scary as some people think he is. <laughs> this is what we've got for you on Center Court, starting at 5 a.m. Eastern. We've got Igor Svontek back in action. We've got Nishikoi. How good is it to see him back on tour as well? Played a couple of challenge events. Got a quick win, didn't he? He's already put another trophy back in there. Big Banks is on call, and Atlanta managed to slip in there. Of course, got into Canada as well, as Novak is not playing in the first Masters 1000 hardcore of the summer. Ben Shelton back in action. Stan Wawrinka in Umag. Donna is the top seed in Hamburg. Prakash, I'm going to come. Sam Wawrinka has actually halved his rankings since the start of the season. It's been a solid season for the Swiss. Uh, it certainly has. Look, I mean, sitting at 72 in the world right now, but a lot of match wins. He's 16 and 13 on the year. Nice third round showing at Wimbledon. Tough one coming up against Novak over there, but I, I think he's in a really great state of mind. Even when he cracked the top 100 earlier this year, he posted a picture of him when he first started playing tennis, and it just shows you how much he's still appreciating the game, and he's playing from the right spot. He's not being results-oriented. He's being journey and process-oriented. So I love where he's at right now. He's taken on a much less experienced opponent than seated six over here. So why not have a little run? I mean, absolutely. It's, it's the same thing we say all the time with players who are coming back from injury. Everything from here on out is a bonus. They just have to take these small wins, getting out on court, winning some matches, gaining that confidence. And, you know, it's, it'll all come together. I and mean, he's still playing some incredibly great tennis. I love to see him play. I know everybody in the world loves to see him play, so... And he lifted a trophy last week. Let's not forget, Gestalt doubles the trophy of his career. Of course, a big one, a gold yep. medal. You know something about that in Beijing with Roger Federer? Look, any kind of wins that he can kind of build on right now, it's something that he's happy to build on. He took a lot of pride with you know, all the ball boys and ball girls last week taking pictures and so forth after winning that title. So I, I think great stuff for him as he moves forward. I just got a bone to pick with him because every Why? time he comes to the Tennis Channel desk, he, he steals our mugs. He's a big coffee guy. Mm -hmm. So he just keeps posting it. He's 
stand, stealing our tennis channel mugs. I know we got great mugs, Stan. But we just uh, gotta bring extras next time. We do, we do. Poor guy, you keep stealing them. You know, great, it? great, great mugs, tennis channel. Make sure you pack them in that huge luggage that I see you travel with to Canada and Cincinnati. You surely have <laughs> okay. got room. You've got room in there, surely. Yeah, I'm, I'm a heavy packer. <laughs> <laughs> Donna Vekic, top seed in Hamburg. Monica just won the Hopman Cup with Borna Chorich as well. It's just been a, a, a sort of last 18 months that's gone from strength to strength. Yeah, I mean, she's a great player all around. I know she kicked my butt when she was first starting out. I think we played in Tashkent back in the day. It's nice to see her have these good wins. I mean, Storm Hunter as well, playing some incredibly good tennis, had a great run in the Wimbledon doubles, making the final. She has also had single success as well in the French Open and Wimbledon qualifying, winning some rounds. She's feeling good. I mean, it's anybody's game as well, but I mean, Donna Beckett is, is, is starting to come into her own yet again, and, you know, she looks happy. She looks like she's feeling herself, and, I mean, that's the most important thing, especially with the women's game. Mentally, you need to be right. You need to be happy in order to play your best tennis. And it's a world of opportunity out there. Yeah, it, it certainly is. Look, this is actually a matchup I'm really looking forward to. As you mentioned, Storm Hunter having some great doubles results, but very capable up at net. I'd like to see her employ some of that against Donna. Donna's one of those players who can take the racket out of your hand on both the forehand and the backhand side, and that's what she does, especially when she has some time, like on the clay. I mean, in, the, in that mixed doubles match uh, towards the end of the Hopman Cup last week, I mean, I mean, she was taking some of Carlos Alcaraz's serves and, and firing them up the line. So, you know, she feels very comfortable. Would love to see Storm mix it up, give her a different look. Don't play that game where Donna's going to be able to take you out. Absolutely, and she's left-handed, too. We keep talking about the left-handers. They're everywhere. All of a sudden, I couldn't see them when I was playing, and now they're popping up all over the place. So... Yeah, it's nice. Nice to be a lefty out there on the tour. It's nice to be Chris Eubanks right now as well, isn't it? The, it is. He's been playing some fabulous tennis. Things going his way. He's getting into the draws as we've just been talking. That confidence that he's built up on the grass, do you see it transferring nicely to the hard courts? Absolutely. I mean, he came over to our house on Thursday to have some pizza. Nice name got, drop there, Monica. I mean, we got yeah. to talk yeah. to yeah. him. Do you notice that? Yeah. My husband and him played on the same team in college. So, you know, at least we have that connection, which is great. No, but he, I mean, I asked him about Wimbledon and how he was feeling. I mean, he's just riding a high. I think it definitely clicked for him. His new coach that he's been working with all of this year has really given him that confidence. He kind of lets him be, but also, you know, has taken him in the right direction. I feel like that's what Chris really needed is somebody who is going to take him in that line. He plays incredibly well, has a great backhand, has a great serve, is an even better person. So, I mean, I just want to see him be successful from What's here What's Big Bang's go-to pizza? Uh, he likes pineapple on pizza, which Pine I'm not... Oh, that's it's questionable. I'm sorry, that's... It's that's questionable. Chris, come on, Yeah, Chris. That, that's an unforced error on his part. Pineapple on pizza? I didn't think yeah. pineapple it, there, are Italian, there are Italians all around the world that are going to cancel his visa to go there. There's wow. no... There's no chance. That's impressive. That's, I, I, I'm going to text the guy right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's a few people that would like this we'll man's number. Gail Monfils has just been be absolutely tough. thrilling us decade after decade. One of the great athletes, of course, was absolutely stunned, I'm sure, like all of us, with Svitolina's uh, run through to the semi-finals at Wimbledon. He is, he's been everything but a Grand Slam winner in many ways, Monica. Yeah, but I mean, he is a Grand Slam winner in our hearts just because of how he makes us feel every single time that we see him out on the court with this big smile. But I mean, he has a really tough night coming here with Tanasi Kokonakis. I mean, I came from Atlanta to here to be with you guys in L.A. He came from L.A. to Atlanta. So, you know, we did a little switch. So hopefully, you know, we can bring him some, some good vibes from my hometown. We appreciate that.
pretty high stakes for both these guys. I mean, look, uh, uh, Gael has been trying to find his way back after injury. Had some fun, as you, as you mentioned, in L.A. So, you know, he's coming in with possibly some better vibes than he has earlier this year to be able to get a win, so he certainly needs it. But Kakanakis, on the other hand, after that third round showing at the French Open, he's been struggling. Hasn't really put much together, especially on grass, which you thought would have been a good surface for him. So, again, another player who's really trying to build some momentum here on a surface that I think is good for both players. Yep, had to retire last week. He spent a little bit of time back home in, uh, in Greece as well, just trying to refresh, as Prakash is saying, to try and find that energy and that little bit of something that's been missing in recent times for Thanasi Kokonakis. That is what's next for you. Monfils against Kokonakis. It will be Monica on the call alongside Mark Knowles right on the other side of this break.